What's up, and welcome back to another edition of the Morning Lifter Podcast, hosted by two smart men who love dumbbells. We cover all things strength and leadership. This is episode 11. Sean, what is up? How are you, Bryce? Dude, I'm hanging in there. You know, week number seven in the books of social distancing quarantine. Tomorrow starts week number eight. You know, hanging in there. I heard actually that the virus is spread through 5G radio waves. So just to protect you, I'm wearing a mask right now as we record. So just so I want you to know that you're safe. I appreciate that. Thank you for looking out. I can uh, assure you that I'm not wearing a mask. So <laughs> you may or may not get sick. Ah, uh, that's okay. It's a risk I'm willing to take, clearly. Um, but no, I'm in a good mood. Ask me why I'm in a good mood. Bryce, why are you in a good mood? My morning lifter flag finally showed up at my doorstep after, I don't know, two and a half-ish months of waiting for it due yeah. to the virus only and took a, concerns. It only took a national pandemic. Yeah, who knew? Who knew, right? Mine showed up, I think, two weeks after yours did. The, watching the shipping was like watching a comedy show, trying to look at that tracking. But all was well. It, it showed up and it's got its rightful place right uh right in line of view so it's all Love it. all is good all is good so oh yeah apologies to everybody else who has ordered a flag or banner that hasn't shown up yet obviously you know some things are out of our control international shipping global pandemic you can fill in the blanks um but they do look awesome they're really good quality like i said mine's hanging in the living room sean's got his down in the gym uh, they look great, so we would implore you to take a look at those. Uh, a couple of housekeeping tips before we hop into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Um, catch that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we are on Stitcher as well, and YouTube. Uh, Sean puts up the MP3s on YouTube with some sick background motivational music. Um, everything else, you can find us on all the other platforms. Rate, subscribe, tell a friendly review. Those help us out a lot. Uh, trying to grow as much as possible is greatly appreciated. We want to go from those dozen listeners to a baker's dozen. Yeah, you know, we love the dozens of listeners that we may or may not have. Um, if we can pump that up, I mean, like you said, baker's dozen would be great one step at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, today's episode, we're going to do uh, another Q&A episode, so... If you've been following along, you know we try to answer a couple questions that get sent in at the end of each episode that we normally record. We cannot get to every question. We get a lot. Um, so I've got a running list. I, you know, I, I jot down every question that we get in. So, you know, we'll get to it at some point and then, you know, we get backlogged enough. We can do a whole episode about them. Um, also figured that by this point in the social distancing quarantine that you are probably either one sick and tired of doing home workouts sick and tired of seeing them on social media or two you're like sean who is unaffected at all um can still completely, go about his own thing yeah lucky you right un- unaffected i am that i'm that person that continues to post about my workouts and then there's there's me who's super jealous and angry about it so like lifting's probably one of the last things on my mind at this point but um we get some good questions out there some light fun-hearted stuff so i want to put something out to you guys it's been a couple weeks so uh, we will go on from there. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock for Sean and I. Most of these questions will not require a 60-second response, and then you know, we'll discuss afterwards. Um, oh, one more thing before we hop into that. Sean, did you see Half Thor and Bjornsson, Thor, lift yesterday? Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. 
and yeah. he looked like he had more in the tank too. He did. So for those that don't know, on ESPN 8, the Ocho yesterday, Thor from the mountain, half Thor and Julius Bjornsson, um, broke the all-time world record in strongman, the strongman deadlift. So they're allowed to do hitching and some things that are a little bit different than powerlifting. 501 kilograms, I believe it's 1,104 pounds. Yeah. Um, breaking Eddie Hall's record of 500 kilograms on the dot from 2016. And like you said, Sean, it, he probably had a couple more kilos in the tank, but it was his third attempt um, with a couple of strenuous warm-ups in front of him. But uh, so they were, he was supposed to compete in like a strongman competition uh, somewhere in Asia. I think he was scheduled for this week that got canceled, obviously due to the virus. Um, but, you know, with his training, everything, he was still peaked. So he, you know, wanted to do it and he was able to do it in his home gym, I believe in Iceland. So it was a huge yeah. feat of strength for sure. It was nuts. I'm working on an article right now about periodization. So that's a, that's a great example of you're using periodization and your peak. Like you said, you're, you're in the peak to training state that can really, uh, really help you maximize your potential. Yeah. So I look forward to reading that. Periodization is huge. I mean, that's one thing that transcends just, you know, lifting too. I know when swimming, when I was swimming in high school and college and stuff, we, uh, we would taper, you know, obviously for championship season so you train really hard and then you know taper down at the end um runners do that a lot too that's basically you know for lack of a better way to explain it is a type of periodization so it'll be interesting to see the carryover um from that i look forward to reading that uh another feat of strength which happened actually like two days after the last recording that we had i want to mention it just because i love following this guy on instagram he's a huge inspiration he's a really great story and i have his book uh sitting on my bookshelf in my living room that i'm getting to read uh, is Chris Duffin became the first man to squat and deadlift a thousand pounds for reps to squat a thousand and deadlift a thousand for reps. Uh, I believe it was early, early April. You know, it's been a couple weeks at this point, but so he had previously deadlifted a thousand pounds for three reps. Um, and then more recently, you know, a couple weeks ago, squatted a thousand pounds for three reps, um, which is just a huge accomplishment. He's the first man to, you know, ever do it in the modern lifting era. Uh, it was absolutely incredible to watch and we had to see him post on Instagram. And after he did it, sitting in his car, he recorded an Instagram TV and he just broke down emotionally. He was so overwhelmed with, you know, the joy and, you know, the culmination of an absolutely insane lifting career. So it was very cool to see. And I want to highlight that as well. And I will put his Instagram uh, in the description of this episode. Like I said, he's a great follow. A lot of awesome knowledge coming out of Kabuki strength in the Northwest of the United States that, you know, you know a lot of people could benefit from. So, with that, we can hop into the questions. Sean, are you ready? Let's do it. Cool. Question number one. Like I said, we're going to throw 60 seconds on the clock. If you finish your answer before that, Sean, uh, just let me know. I'll hit the timer, and then we can you know, have a little a quick discussion about it. We don't want to take too long. We'll go kind of rapid fire here. But uh, question number one, when is the best time to take a vitamin? In the morning, so it's absorbed throughout the day, or at night, so it is absorbed while you sleep? Go. I think it. I don't know if it matters. I don't. I don't have any of the research, or or know of any of the research. That's something I haven't really looked into. I take a multivitamin every day. Uh, I think it's the uh, the men's the men's daily or something like that. But uh, I take mine at night. So I take mine at night and just let it roll and be done with it. I take a, a ZMA. I'll take my uh, my men's multivitamin and then I take my allergy medicine. I take it all at night, so I don't know. I don't know if it really matters or not. I think you should take one if you need to get the extra vitamins in. 
just I think just find find a time that's best for you. Yeah. Um. ZMA. What is that? What is ZMA? Uh, it's zinc, magnesium, and I should know, but it's um, it helps it helps you get to sleep, but it helps encourage uh, muscle building at nighttime. Okay. So and it helps promote recovery. Gotcha. So yeah. Um. So like Sean said, it kind of depends. You got to take it when you're gonna remember to take it, right? So that's one of those things you want to be able to do daily. The you know doctor's answer to this is that oh you should. You know, get all your vitamins and nutrients from a well-balanced diet. Well, two things with that. One, some people are naturally deficient in certain vitamins and minerals due to pre-existing health conditions. And two, most athletes actually do not eat a well-balanced diet. They eat the foods that will provide them the best fuel for performance. So if you eat you know, a lot of chicken, broccoli, and rice, for example, like myself, I don't really venture out and get you know a full wide variety of foods. A lot of people are like that as well. You know, They eat the same things over and over because their body's used to it. They know how to ex- extract the nutrients for it. There's, you know, morning and night kind of depends. There are fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. There are water-soluble vitamins, uh, B, and I forget the other one. But the answer is kind of it depends, where some might be better to be taken with food, which may be the morning. There's some that are better to taken just with water, which may be the, at, the, you know, at the end of the day at night. So kind of just depends. And do you have A? So here, so here yeah, so zinc, magnesium, aspartate. Oh, okay. So, and it's got B6, vitamin B6. Uh, it helps promote recovery and it helps you sleep. Yeah, magnesium's really, really good for athletes. Yeah. And so I've, I've been taking ZMA for years and years and years. And uh, it, I think that's one reason I usually feel pretty good at 430 in the morning. Yeah. More power to you, pal. All right, question number two. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Go. That's funny that that comes up. I had a pineapple flatbread not long ago and it was loaded up with pineapple to the point where it wasn't good so i think it's i think you only need pineapple if it's a themed pizza so if you're going to eat like a hawaiian aloha style pizza then there should be pineapple on there um if you're doing a la carte and you're going to throw on ham and bacon and pepperoni and you decide Pineapple sounds good. No, you should be slapped in the face. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, there's there's nothing to throw it off, you know. So it's just I, I think if you're going to do pineapple on pizza, you don't overload it. You sprinkle it on there almost like you would a seasoning. You know, there should be a couple of chunks. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's. So I'm kind of with you. Like, you, if you put pineapple on a pizza by itself, you're a psychopath. Like, go seek professional <laughs> help. Um, but if it, so I'm. Here's the thing. I like pineapple with the Canadian bacon or ham. I think those pair extremely well together. You need yes, you need do. like a salty meat to counterbalance the sweet pineapple. You know, like you yes. need the sweet and salty there. Uh, whether it be pepperoni, Canadian bacon, something. I probably would not go sausage. But also, I don't know this for a fact, but I think they changed the sauce. Like I don't think they'd use just standard red sauce with with they put pineapple no, on pizza. No, I think it's a little bit of a I think it's a sweeter sauce yeah. that they use. Like so you have to do that, you know, that has to go into it as well, but I think situationally, yes, pineapple does belong on pizza in certain contexts. The the best places is when you're like on vacation. If you're by the beach, I think that's something you get. If it's the middle of December in the Midwest like in Ohio, you don't order Hawaiian pizza. Yep, 100%. <laughs> All 
Uh, all right, here we go. What is your favorite source of protein that is not from a powder? I've been on a real big beef kick lately. So as we've uh, chronicled our love for the beets, this is not a, uh, a vegan yeah, podcast. Pro, pro is, meat podcast. Uh, but, um, you know, I know some people are doing, you know, they've been doing those. Well, I'm going to do it all plant-based or I'm going to do, do an all meat, meat-based diet, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't go one way or the other. But I've been eating a lot more, uh, you know, just Angus beef top round is usually what I'll eat because it's the leanest. But I, I'll tell you what, like, I feel, I, I can feel it, you know, I used to just eat a lot of chicken, but I've, I've kind of gone into chicken ham now. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the top round, I also enjoy top round. I read something from somewhere, I think it was actually like a Brian Shaw YouTube video, the World's Strongest Man Athlete, where he said like, beef is better than chicken for strength, kind of like a good, better, best situation. There's a lot of there's a lot of micronutrients, and that's the thing, there's a lot, I, I think there's more micronutrients in beef. Yeah. There is chicken. Like that's one reason why Stan Efferding is real big on beef. Okay. The nutrition side of it, I don't know as much. It's just from some yeah. of the soft end things that I've heard. The bro science behind it says it's better. That works for me. <laughs> that yeah. There, there you go. I also really do enjoy. I've come to find like turkey tenderloins that you can throw in the oven that come like pre-marinated. You can buy. Like I love those. Those are pretty solid. They reheat well as well. Eggs also. Chicken also. Pretty much anything. Any meat. Like I said, we're pro-meat guys here, so I don't discriminate. Um, favorite. Okay, so on the flip side, we just did favorite non-protein powder source of protein. What is your favorite flavor of protein powder? Oh, for me, it's chocolate all the way. I've tried so many different types. Uh, I'm I'm one of those people where you find something you like, stick to it. So I've been on Dimatize. For me, that's it's Dimatize-rich chocolate. I usually get the 10 10 pound jugs when I can uh, because those are pretty expensive. They usually run for 80 bucks. I got one not long ago on sale on Amazon for $55. So that's a steal. Yeah, that's that a steal. Up. Oh, that was an unbelievable deal. So for me, that's it's so easy. And I'll just put some milk in it. It's chocolate, huh? Yeah, protein's one of those things, right? Like I also like to stick to the basics because what happens if you try to expand your flavor palette and then you get a like a two and a half pound jug or a five pound jug and you hate the flavor, then what, you're stuck with 30 other servings of it, right? right. So like right. you, I mean, it's pretty hard to screw up chocolate. I do not do vanilla. Um, strawberry's not bad. I think probably cookies and cream is my favorite. Like anything, milk and cookies, cookies and cream. Uh, it's my favorite flavor of ice cream as well. You yeah, know, those, those are always pretty big, pretty big, uh, or pretty popular choices as well. They always seem to be sold out. Of yeah, them. something sweet for me, bottom line, is, is, you know, what I like to go with. But usually also just regular chocolate because I'm boring. I actually just got this one yesterday after watching Thor's deadlift. My buddy asked me, it wasn't a DM, but he asked me and wanted to know if we'd talk about it. Um, which is more impressive? A man weighing 400 plus pounds lifting 1,000 plus pounds or a lighter body weight athlete lifting a higher percentage of their body weight. So basically, if you take Thor, who's 450 pounds lifting 1,100 pounds, or you take someone like Steffi Cohen, who's 130 pounds lifting 600 pounds, like what's more impressive? I, I, here's what I would tell you. is I, I don't know if you can compare apples to apples on that because here's why. I'd like to see... Number one, Thor is tall. He's very, very tall, and 
the bigger a person is, the harder it is to get really, really, really strong. And so that's why you see like some of the some some of the best lifters are shorter guys because they just don't have you know as as far to go. I think regardless of how much Thor weighs, he's got a long way to go on that deadlift. Six foot nine, that's a long way to go. Um, so for me, I, I think that's pretty impressive. But it's not to take away someone who can lift, you know, what was it? What did you say it was? Six times, five, five well, times Well, I know Steffi weight. is like 130 pounds, and she's got like a 500-plus-pound deadlift. So what is that, right, like but four how tall, or five? Like how tall, oh, I don't know. Like how how tall is she? Five, yeah. yeah, she doesn't have as far to go. Then that's not taking anything away from her. But um, I just I know that I've, I've been reading into that. I know that it's like the bigger you are and the taller you are, it's a lot harder. Like to would have a easier time squatting. You or me. It's me. The the correct answer to that is me. <laughs> right, because you're five eight, five nine. Oh, buddy, I'm or, like five ten and a half, five eleven. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, so you know you don't have as far to go as I do. You know, and I, I think that's just what's what's really impressive behind that is just the amount of distance that Thor has to go to pull that thing up there. You know? Yeah. So to me, that I, I I find that more impressive. Yeah, it was awesome. For me, they're both awesome. We're just gonna leave it at that because first off, like you said, apples and oranges though, because Thor's strongman deadlift is a little bit different than a powerlifting deadlift. You know, there's a couple different idiosyncrasies that are different. He was using straps and a soft belt underneath his lever belt, and he was allowed to hitch. Although I don't really, it didn't really look like he did hitch it too much. Um, whereas in powerlifting, you can't do any of those things. Um, but they're both equally as awesome, and you know Thor had a lot farther to pull that because it's so much taller. And you know, there's also like the law of diminishing returns. That you know, the bigger you get, the stronger you get to an extent. Also, the people who are like 150 pounds deadlifting 600 plus, or like the you know Russ Orhi, who's a powerlifter in USAPL, is in like the 83 kilogram weight class, and he has pulled 700, which is absolutely insane. So like, it's all just awesome, right? Like anytime anybody does a huge it lift, is. it's yeah. awesome. Or like Chris Duffin, who was, I think he was, I think he was under 300 pounds when he pulled a thousand for reps and squatted a thousand for reps. So like, it's all, it's all just awesome. Bottom line, right? Like it's, it's sick. Yeah. Any, any feats of strength like that, I don't even know if it's, like you said, it's anybody doing that is remarkable. Yep. And I think it's just the like, best way to say it, something right? of, of, of that nature is really remarkable. And it's also really cool to see how far that you really push the human body and push yourself Mm -hmm. like you know it it shows you how much can really be accomplished and that should all be taken as a point of you know i mean because like look at the fact that you know we're in may right so may is mental health awareness month right and how many lives is weightlifting a lot because people started it you know and Mm -hmm. so that could be that could be the, the catalyst to get somebody out of their own Impressive mind state and, and change their own life around. So something that is really just fascinating. Yeah, I know. Just recently, a couple of days ago, I was talking to a friend who um, her dad is a disabled veteran and found solace in you know CrossFit in the CrossFit community and the you know the the camaraderie and stuff like that that helped him you know really really well both mentally and physically to get back you know into life. So um, a lot of you know different applications there besides just loading up the bar and being strong. So it's it's really cool yeah. to see. If you could have a superpower, which would it be and why? Uh, 
Well, Superman seems to have them all. Sure does. But he's already. Really but which strong. one though? Like strength, or the ability to fly, or his indestructibility? If I had to pick one, I mean, being super strong would be nice. I don't really have to go anywhere super fast. Flying would be okay. Maybe just having this, this super strength because then you could be the ultimate. My dad can beat up your dad. Kind <laughs> of you know, like my dad can beat up your dad all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so you know, that, that's what happens when you get to when you get to my age and you start having kids. You always think about like my son going to go around saying my dad can beat up yes. your dad. Strength's not bad. Um, I would probably go teleportation. And out of the sheer rationale that you would save so much time and be able to get so much more done in a day if you didn't have to worry about commuting places, driving or even walking or, you know, anything. You go anywhere in the world whenever you wanted, right? Like, that'd be insane. That'd be awesome. And I know strength would be super cool, but, like, we like to work out. We're, we're building strength oh. on our own, right? Like, we can do that. So Yeah. Well, you know what? It just you just made me realize that, uh, what was that movie, Limitless with Bradley Yeah, Cooper. the two-hour commercial for Adderall. Instead yeah. of, <laughs> yeah, so instead of taking a pill, just having the ability to completely, like, maximize brain power and human potential. I guess that, I so I'd like to retract my initial, yeah. my initial one. That's, we'll allow it. That would be, that would be the superpower. That, I yeah, I that's a good one. Is maximum brain power. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that you really can't beat that. That's a really good one. Is it bad to eat dinner late at night, say after 7 p.m. for someone who goes to sleep around 9 p.m.? I don't I don't think so. Is it, I would say my next question is like, what are yeah, you Yeah, this eating? is like a little, needs to be more specific than just when do you eat. And what's the, you know, like how much are you eating? Like, is it just a, a small... Like you're talking like under 500 calories. Also, the other thing is when are you getting up? When do you train too, you know? right? So, right. Those are all those are all important factors. So, you know, you still have time for your food to digest if you're going to bed at nine. Um, but maybe you eat uh, a bigger a bigger breakfast and a semi bigger lunch, and then you dial it down for dinner. You know, or, or maybe you have a, a snack somewhere between lunch and dinner. You know, you're eating seven. Maybe you ought to have something around four or three. Have something in your stomach so that you're not just starving by the time you get to seven o'clock and then you end up pouring down a whole pizza. Yeah, I think my answer to this is just that there's no time that's inherently bad to eat, right? It's all about what you eat, the quantities, quality of food, etc. Now, I will say this, that I don't remember the exact literature. I don't have it in front of me. There's a study out there that I had to read when I was taking a nutrition course in undergrad um, about the timing of eating chocolate cake in a diet. So like two test groups, they're each under uh, the same caloric deficit, you know, 500 calories a day, caloric deficit, whatever. Um, one test group ate chocolate cake like an hour before bed. One test group ate chocolate cake for breakfast. And the group that ate chocolate cake for breakfast, you know, lost more weight as a whole, you know, mean weight uh, as a, as a total um, throughout the course of the study. Now that may have been because you have more time to burn it off during the day. That might've been just individual fluctuations in basal metabolic rate and activity levels, stuff like that. Like it's really hard to tell, but there may be something to 
eating more in the morning, eating more, you know, because then you just have more time to burn those calories off throughout the day, right? But on the flip side, like you, you train at 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. You probably don't want to eat before then. So you might want to eat a bigger dinner, you know. It, it balances out. It's individual. Yeah, so what I'll do is I may not eat a real huge dinner. I might eat a moderate dinner, but then usually when my kids are having a snack at 7, 30, 8 o'clock before bedtime, I might put down, you know, a couple hundred calories just so that it gives me something, something at least a little bit of energy. Yep. Because it's usually I'm, I'm training pretty fast. Either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. When I was uh, when I was swimming too, same type of thing. So I would come home and eat dinner and then work or uh, do schoolwork and stuff like that. And then I would have another meal like, you know, eight, nine o'clock before bed, partially because I was burning so many calories, but also too. So that way, like when I would have to get up for morning practice, I didn't really have to worry about eating where I could just grab something super quick, right. like a banana on the way out and be like good to go. Um, right. So it's all yeah. it's circumstantial, right? Like it depends. There's no cut and fast black and white answer to a lot of these questions, but um, you know it, it depends, right? So, what is the most obscure thing you've seen used as a weight on social media during the quarantine? There was a post I saw not long ago. It was probably about halfway through the quarantine stage. Pretty much every fitness store had been. Um, Completely wiped clean and nobody had anything left. A guy took a broomstick and two water pails and he slapped Lico on it. And he was doing uh, Olympic lifts. He was doing like snatches and power cleans with a broomstick with buckets of water. Um, and Alico uh, was so impressed. Not only did they post that to their own page, they uh, they ended up shipping the guy a barbell and some weights. So it was, it was pretty cool. That one I saw was pretty funny. Um, and it was original. Uh, some others I saw were just, some people just being idiots. Like I saw one guy take uh, weights. He was trying to do incline press at a classic out of the Yes, oh, that, yeah, that was what I was going to say. I saw that. <laughs> that was, that one was, that one was making the rounds. It's like, dude, about snapped your yeah. neck. People just not being real smart with weights. I, I've seen a lot of people squatting with cinder blocks uh, as well. I've seen some people too. It's pretty interesting. They're making cement uh, cement plates, yeah, pouring cement, and it's it's uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's actually pretty good uh, what some people are doing. So uh, some people are doing you know some really uh, interesting things that are productive in some <laughs> yeah um i'm not gonna set the timer for this one for myself just because i was gonna say the dude in the adirondack chair because that had me laughing my ass off the entire time i watched it like 800 times but uh um i've seen people like lift their couch uh i've seen people like pick up other people i know there's like that koala challenge that was going around uh which is pretty intense oh, yeah, I um i mean I uh, picked up the dog and threw her over my shoulder and did some lunges the one day just for like shits and giggles. It wasn't like an actual workout, but you can find movement and weights and pretty much anything. So, uh, but yeah, those I saw the Alico thing and I saw the uh, the dude in the Adirondack chair and both had me dying laughing. Um, all right, here we go. Favorite flavor of ice cream, and you. This is the only flavor you can eat for the rest of your life. Go. There's a local place not far. 
that uh, serves, I think it's called dark chocolate raspberry. And uh, it is phenomenal. Something that I would, I, you couldn't, uh, there's no way I would ever get sick of that. So, like a dark chocolate with the raspberry, it's on point every time. For me, that's that's what it would be. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it, and it is. <laughs> it, it is awesome. I, gotta call, I have like three that jump out right off the bat. For myself, picking one is going to be really difficult. The first is uh, Neapolitan, because then you get three flavors, obviously. So you don't have to choose one, because you get three. Or anything, like I said, with cookies and cream, with the protein. Like cookies and cream, or like mint Oreo. Whenever I go to Dairy Queen, which is not often, uh, mint Oreo Blizzard is probably my go-to there. Or anything chocolate peanut butter. So one of those three, I don't know, gun to my head, which I'm picking. You know, like, I'll panic and pick one, but I'm not willing to make that decision right now. <laughs> okay, I have three more questions here, uh, and then we'll wrap up. So boxers or briefs? I, do, I don't do either. I do the... Uh... It's like a it's like a compression short, so I guess it's the boxer briefs. So I do these uh, the Reebok. It's like the Reebok Sport Athletic compression underwear, I guess if that's what you want to call it. So I said goodbye to cotton a long, yeah, long cotton time ago. and thick thighs don't don't work out well. No, no, they don't. So for me, it's been it's been like the athletic the athletic boxer brief style. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Uh, personally, for me, no free ads, but I found that Under Armour are my favorite in terms of like the length they go down the leg and the amount of support that they provide. Uh, they're called the Boxer Jock. Um, it's like a boxer brief, but it's also like the spandex, polyester, whatever. Uh, I also don't do cotton. So you're going to have a bad time if you try to wear cotton underwear to work out. Uh, that kind of leads right into our next question, second to last question. Do you guys have a favorite brand of athletic apparel and two-part question uh where do you buy like work clothes you know we're both well-educated businessmen here um because we're both broader and larger than the average joe um this guy needs some recommendations on where to find like visual business casual like office wear uh as a lifter so go for myself i mean i'm a teacher so it's business business casual so um I like Under Armour the most. If you're looking for you know, like polos and things like that, for me, Under Armour just fits. I think it's got a better cut. I used to like Nike, but Nike seems to have gone. Nike's narrow, dude. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the. Just doesn't fit the same. Um, but Under Armour, I really like. Um, just the way everything is cut. I, I think you know when they say it's like a. Uh, their classic cut or their natural cut, like they actually mean that. Nike were to say their classic cut, you, you know, if you wear a 2X, you have to go to like a 4 in order to get the comfortable fit. So, you know, I like that. Uh, in terms of like pants, like work pants and stuff like that, um, my go-to, my wife makes fun of me, she says I'm an old man. I go with Roundtree in York. You can't go wrong with that. They've got some of the best dress pants I've ever Nice. Sounds like you found you're kind of like me. You find like one thing that works, and you just don't steer away from it. I I I don't know. Yeah. I I have that same thing with dress shoes. I, I've got the same pair of dress shoes for three years. I've got holes in my shoes, <laughs> and I refuse to buy a new pair because I'm afraid that they won't fit the same. Yeah. So 
it's tough, man. It's not easy. It is. No, it really, it really isn't. My favorite brand of athletic apparel is obviously Morning Lifter. Duh. Morninglifter.com backslash store. Excellent workout shirts. <laughs> Free plug. <laughs> no, um, I'm also – I'm an Under Armour guy. I actually worked at an Under Armour factory outlet when I was uh, in college. So, like, you know, the employee discounts and stuff were too good to pass up. So, Under Armour, and like Sean said, it's cut a little bit wider for most of their, you know, their gear, their shirts, especially. I love, they've got a couple of really nice styles of shorts that I wear as well. Um, or their, their golf polos are awesome as well. I, I play golf, so I love to wear those and I can wear them to the office too. Uh, for me, my office dress code is business casual. Most of the time, sometimes, you know, have to dress it up a little bit, but, um, so I found for shirts, uh, chaps brand, which I believe you can get at Kohl's. They're cut nice and big and they also have an athletic fit. So it's like bigger across the back, but not as big in through like the midsection, um, which is really nice. Also for pants. I'm a huge fan of Banana Republic. They make an athletic taper style, like Chino, casual Chino, that I wear um, almost exclusively to work. I came across that about a year ago, uh, and I haven't turned back. And they hold up really well. They wash really well. Uh, they're overall just extremely comfortable. So those are my go-tos. Buying pants. Pants are hard for me because I've got really short legs. Pants are hard for me because my legs are longer. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to find the the right uh, waist and, uh, and and seam, so sometimes that can be a yeah. And I don't know if it's like just a guy thing, or I mean, women might have this problem too. Like I wear a size thirty six waist, but a thirty six is not the same across all different brands. Like their thirty no. sixes are different, dude, and it like is a total mind trip. You're gonna buy no. three pairs of pants just to take two back because the you know the other two don't fit. Yeah, it's like. Well, and and the difference between jeans and pants, like I'm a I'm a 34 length in jeans, but uh, a 32 in dress pants. You know, and so yeah, that's weird. It, it, everything is just fits a little bit differently. So it's you know trying to find but and but like so I'm a I'm a standard 40 size waist, a little bit thicker, uh, but I'm a 40 in jeans. But a forty-two dress pants. I do know so, dress pants run small. That's a fact. Yeah, so it's you just have to find once you find something, stick with it, marry to it, unless the company goes under. Mm-hmm. Yep, hundred percent. So last question here. This one's kind of funny. Um, so you a couple episodes back, you told the story about how you ate an entire box of pancake mix in one sitting. Uh, craziest cheat meal story or like cheat day, anything that comes to mind regarding the cheats? Well, that was definitely one of the, the craziest cheat days um, where I ate uh, the entire box of pancake mix. I remember I woke up at like 6 a.m. just to eat. And I ate for, I don't know, two hours. And I went back to bed like my cheat days back then when I was losing weight, my, my cheat days were literally that. It, I tried to span as much eating into that 24-hour period as I possibly could. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, you know, I used to live in this little one-bedroom apartment, and there was a sheets across the street. So I would go across the street and buy a box of Krispy Kreme donuts later on in the day. And I would house them and, um, you know, things like that. So it's... For me, you know, those were, it was just a matter of eating everything and anything in sight. 
I can still put in, I can still do some damage, but um, my body doesn't respond to it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I have two that immediately come to mind. So it was my senior year of high school in the springtime. Went to a local, you know, like restaurant, mom and pop shop, and had you know the double bacon cheddar cheeseburger with onion rings and French fries on it, and you know a platter of waffle fries next to it, and then ate every bite. And then we went to get ice cream sundaes at like a friendlies. Um, I'm not sure what everybody, if people know what that is, but it's kind of like a Bob Evans. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, and I ordered the 18 scoop sundae of ice cream, and. Then I ate that as well. So it wasn't really a cheat because I wasn't on a diet or watching my caloric intake or anything, but I just ate a shitload of food. And then last year in February, I was up at the Woodstock Inn Brewery, and they have a restaurant there in New Hampshire. And I had a two and a half pound cheeseburger. Uh, I had to eat it in like under an hour, one of their burger challenges. And I ate every last bite. And it had three buns. It was like the Big Mac style buns with like two bottoms one in the middle. So that was the hardest part. Um, and then I had a brownie sundae for dessert on top of that as well after I ate that. So yeah, homeboy can eat dog. I, I can throw it back, but uh, I, I also can't do it quite like I used to. I used to be able to house an yeah. entire pizza like without really thinking about it. And now it's like, there's actually some left over for the morning. <laughs> I, I do remember one. I'll tell the story real quick, uh, just because it, it left a lot of people in awe. So uh, this was back when I was still playing football. I remember uh, sitting at a buddy's house. I forget what, but that's it was when McDonald's was running their fifty-piece nugget, two fries, two drinks. You know, uh, like the dinner for two and, thing. Um, yeah, and so I used to get the fifty-piece nugget and some fries, and we went back to my buddy's house, watching TV or something, doing something, and. Uh, Within 20 minutes, you know, we were sitting there talking and everything else. And one of my friends looked up and he goes, dude, did you just eat all of your nuggets? <laughs> and I said, yeah. He goes, you just held an entire conversation and ate 50 chicken nuggets. And we, nobody knew. And, and that was something that it was routine. It was, I, I would easily do that. So I, I would put down the 50 nuggets, the two fries. And then I remember uh, a friend of mine couldn't finish his is 50. I think he had 25 left. So I housed his 25. I ended up eating 75 nuggets and I had two and a half fries, yeah. two and a half large fries. Yeah, no wonder you were 300 pounds. Jeez. <laughs> so, and, and those were things that I used to do and it was, it was easy. Like, 50 nuggets was nothing back then. Um, I still think if I had to, I could, if I had to, or there was a challenge, I could probably put down 100. Yeah. That's a, I, I think there's a good. I think there's a very good chance I could do that. I wouldn't feel good about myself. Yeah, I was asked if I think I could eat a hundred Chick Fil A nuggets last year. <laughs> um, we used to go to Chick Fil A on Fridays for lunch at the place I was working at, Microbiology Lab. And one time we pulled up there and they asked me if they thought, like my buddies asked me if I thought I could eat a hundred chicken nuggets. Um, and this time I was like 15 pounds heavier than I am now. And I was powerlifting pretty seriously, ate whatever I wanted. I was just trying to get really strong. And I was like, eh, I was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, the chick granted Chick-fil-A nuggets are a little bit smaller, but, uh, yeah. like, I think I could do it. I'm like, you, like, I think I could, I wouldn't feel good about it. I wouldn't feel good afterwards, but I could probably do it. Just a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I do not have any other questions. Um, 
Uh, like I said, wanted to do something a little bit funny, a little bit lighthearted, nothing too serious, nothing too uh, pertaining to lifting per se. Like I said, y'all are probably tired of the quarantine, ready to get back in the gym. If you don't have a home gym like Sean, some of us aren't so lucky. So, hope y'all enjoyed it. Save save your money. Yep. Save your money, start small. There you go. But I can tell you, like, I guess the big advice, if you're going to start a home gym, the best advice I can tell you is every birthday and Christmas, ask for gym equipment. That's how I've made the biggest advances. My wife gets driven nuts by me every year. She says, what do you want for your birthday? Gym equipment. What do you want for Christmas? Gym equipment. And now it's to the point where she says, what do you want for Christmas? And don't tell me you want gym equipment. And I say, gym equipment. So if she says, don't so, tell me gym equipment, pick a specific piece of equipment. And be like, well, I was looking at these new collars. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could really use another standard 45-pound barbell plate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's actually how. So I make big gains twice a year. There you go. That's the best way. Like, if, if you're, if you don't have the upfront cash, do that. Get people to buy you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Any other, uh, any other closing thoughts? No, we don't. All right. Hope y'all are staying safe during quarantine. Hang in there. Um, you know, it sucks now, but it'll be better in the long run for everybody. Um, so, until next time, everybody, keep it strong. Keep it safe, be your best you, and just be better. See ya.